Hello, friend, and welcome. Thank you for taking time out today to seek God. You've made a brave choice, and whether you believe in God or whether you struggle with that belief, whether you're religious or not, seeking God is the greatest thing that you can do. And we're taking the risk together that God is in fact there and wants us to pursue him. And the journey will be rewarding. In the time we have, we will worship. And if you're able to, free yourself of distraction, even kneel down. Calming our bodies and minds is not only relaxing, but it reminds us of our own limits and that a non-physical God is sought in non-physical ways. What matters most, though, is that this time is set apart and is unique to the rest of the events in your day. So once you're comfortable, let's begin. Close your eyes and take in a breath. You're about to speak to the creator of everything. And this is not meditation, which is turning inward into yourself. Prayer is intentionally reaching beyond ourselves to the source of everything. We're reaching into the void, and what will happen is unknown. But isn't that where the adventure is? Now speak out loud or in your mind. God is not limited to what you say. He knows even your deepest thoughts, so express your intentions. You can say, God, I want to know you. I want to seek you. Show me more of yourself. Now take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. And now we'll read scripture, and we do so because we believe that God communicates, and he's revealed himself to people who have written their experiences down for our benefit. We don't have to understand it, and we don't have to be Bible scholars, but it is important that we receive it and believe that God communicates. Today we'll read a lengthier and challenging passage. This is Romans chapter 2, verses 6 through 11, and they say, He will repay each one according to his works. Eternal life to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality. But wrath and indignation to those who are self-seeking and disobey the truth but are obeying unrighteousness. Affliction and distress for every human being who does evil, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. But glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does what is good, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. There is no favoritism with God. It's okay for Scripture to bother us. If it never did, then Scripture is as imperfect as we are, that, or we're perfect already. So it's actually a good thing to be bothered by Scripture. Why do certain passages bother us? This one is bothersome because the typical evangelical mantra is that for those who put their faith in Jesus, regardless of ongoing conduct, receive eternal life. And I'm certainly not here to call that into question. But if true, 
it must live alongside this passage as well. Here, Paul is putting onus on each of us to attain glory, honor, and immortality. Of course, this passage lives within Paul's larger argument for Christianity. If time permits, we'll explore the glory and mystery of God's plan as revealed in Romans. But for now, we have these few verses. You and I are not puppets. We're not inanimate objects blowing in the winds of fate. We are real beings participating with God, and He will reward each one according to His or her works. This is simply summed up by the phrase, doing good. But the good Paul refers to is seeking glory, honor, and immortality. Good is anything from God, and it is metaphysically greater than anything we can experience on earth. Those who persistently seek this good, as you are right now, will be rewarded with that which you seek. But there is a flip side. There are those who do not seek good. What do they seek? Themselves. Imagine having the source of all at your disposal, and instead of seeking Him, you opt to shrink ever inward into yourself. And along the way, these self-seekers disobey truth and obey unrighteousness. It is interesting to note that everyone must obey something. It's your choice. The good news is that there is no favoritism with God. Your background with all its baggage, race, gender, abilities, resources, or lack of resources, simply do not factor into how he feels about you. You have just as much opportunity to seek God now as anyone. And while not in this passage overtly, the thrust of Romans on the whole is that Jesus has himself made it so that God stands at the ready to receive you as a lover the moment you seek him. But just as all true loves go, it's your choice. God, I choose to seek you, and I'll keep seeking you. Now take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. Thank you for taking this time. Feel free to stay as long as you like. May God bless your day, and I look forward to being here with you again next time. Thank you.